listening to The Terrific Teacherpreneur, a podcast for teachers looking to grow a successful online business. Your host, Alex, was able to transform her Teachers Pay Teachers store from a small side hustle into a profitable full-time business. She now helps other teachers do the same. Listen along for actionable tips and helpful wisdom about business and marketing as a teacherpreneur. Here's your host, Alex. Hello and welcome back to the Terrific Teacherpreneur podcast. I'm your host, Alex, and today we're going to be talking about how to make money, how to make sales without being salesy. Full credit to Savannah Campbell. She said how to sell without feeling dirty as one of her podcast suggestions for me. And I laughed, but I love it. It's such a a good podcast episode topic because aren't we all dying to know how to make more money from our TPT stores without feeling like some slimy salesperson, like those people that harass you in shopping malls or come to your door or just have bad ads on Facebook. Like we all hate that and we don't want to be that, right? Okay, so let's dive in. We're going to talk about how to basically sell your products in various different places, but without, yeah, being the worst. So we're going to talk about TPT because the way that you write your descriptions and create your previews, like your video previews, that's all a part of your sales talk and your copy. That's really important. And the way that you use copy in your social media captions. So Instagram and Facebook. And then I guess finally, all of this is also very applicable to your blogging and your email list. So your emails that you send out to people, all of those places, you are essentially talking to a buyer and you want to basically say, please buy my stuff, but without saying that. So let's talk about how to do that. I guess we should first start off by saying what not to do. And I guess the most simple thing we should be avoiding is yeah basically saying here is my product here is a link to my product this is my product buy my product so a lot of the time in our facebook posts or our instagram captions we tend to just be like check it out here here it is this is it link in bio i think we do the same often on blogs and emails we can like you can check out the product here or buy the resource here you might like this resource we say that in our descriptions too like just download this product. Here it is. And I just don't think any of that is what is going to persuade people. I want you to kind of think about if you were sitting down like face to face with this buyer. They're not some anonymous person. They're a real teacher, like that teacher across the hall kind of person, a friend, even a colleague. And you had a minute or 30 seconds, even maybe even 10 seconds, a really small amount of time to sell to them because that's what we have nowadays people's attention spans aren't that long they're not going to spend hours deliberating over your resource they probably won't even spend a minute so you have this really small window what would you say to them like literally what would you say would you look them in the eye like deadpan and be like buy my product no (laughs) you would be telling them about your product you would be describing it now that obviously is going to look like saying well it has this activity and it has this many pages and these features and yes that's important And we want to do that, but we don't want that to be everything we do because that still has a kind of a salesy vibe. When you say, 
Well, it has 20 pages. It has six reading passages and four worksheets. I mean, that's just kind of listing the features of your resource. And I wouldn't say that's really persuasive or good sales technique. I mean, it's necessary, but it shouldn't be your whole strategy. So when you're writing an Instagram caption to go with this beautiful photo of your reading passages, yeah, you don't want to just be saying, you know, it has 10 reading passages. And the same on the TPD description or in an email. You certainly can. And I'm not saying you shouldn't talk about the features, but there's something else I want you to talk about instead. I actually want to give some credit. So Joshua Cabral did a presentation at TPT Forward this year where he talked about copy. And along with a few other people I've been sort of listening to on podcasts, I've been having this kind of revelation in the last few months. So yeah, this is not something that's like I've been doing for years. This is a new revelation for me. But I want to start solving people's problems in the way that I talk about my products. So copy shouldn't just be you know, this is the features, it should be, this is the problem that you have and I want to solve it. So actually that means I have an awful lot of TPT descriptions that desperately need updating. It also means that I have a lot of blog posts and social media captions that I've made some terrible faux pas on, but oh well, from now onwards, I'm going to try and do this. So whenever you are creating anything to advertise your product, I want you to first ask yourself, what problem am I solving? So those reading passages I talked about, we, I didn't just make them for fun. You know, a teacher isn't just buying them because they just felt like buying reading passages that morning. They have a problem. Maybe the problem is they don't have any engaging content for their students to read to test their comprehension. They need something for their reading groups, their reading centers or homework or something. They have a problem. They've come to TPT specifically for that problem. Or maybe they have read your blog posts for that problem or, you know, they're scrolling through Instagram and they read your caption and then they realize, yeah, well, I actually have that problem of engaging my students during reading and I really need to fix that. And then my reading passages are the solution to that problem. Another shout out definitely has to go to Chloe Taskoff because in her video marketing course she has, it's one of the big things she talks about. She talks about you creating your video previews on TBT by addressing the buyer's problem. What are they struggling with? They're struggling with teaching reading and engaging their students and they want engaging activities and they want their, you know, like no prep reading centers, whatever. They have a problem that they desperately need solving. Your product is that solution, but you have to sort of position it in a certain way. You have to first address that pain point and that problem and then provide your product as the solution. So this is what it might look like. You need to ask a question. So this is maybe the hook or that first sentence of basically what your copy is. Maybe it's the beginning of your TPT description. Maybe it's the first line of your Instagram caption. Maybe it's the beginning of your blog post or your email or your video preview text. Like it's basically you asking a question. I think a question is a great way to feel like you're talking to someone and you're not just talking to everyone. You're talking to that teacher and you're saying, do you struggle with this? Are you having trouble with this? Do you need this? Do you hate it when this happens? Do you love doing this? Like you're asking them a question. Are you struggling with teaching reading? Do you find it hard to engage your students during reading centers? Do you hate it when students keep coming up and asking you questions and they need lots of help? Like what is the problem? You position that problem into a question that you ask them. Basically what you are trying to do is strike a nerve. You really want to poke them right where it hurts find that pain point and really prod at it 
say, hey, you have this problem. Do you have this problem? And then nodding along thinking, yes, I do have that problem. You need to also elaborate on that problem. And this is what I'm saying about the prodding and the hitting the nerve here. You really maybe go into more detail. You talk more about this problem that they're having. You know, their frustration that they're feeling because they are time poor or their students aren't engaged or they need something no prep. You know, that problem they have in their classroom. Yeah, a lot of teachers are time poor. So a lot of my resources are actually no prep. And so I can just be like, my resource is no prep, download it here. Or I can be like, are you struggling to get your weekends back you feel like you have so many lessons to plan and you just want an activity that is print and go you want something easy that you can throw together at the last minute you don't want to spend hours laminating you want these no prep activities so I'm not just saying it's no prep I'm saying I'm going to save you time if you've ever heard this saying then you'll connect it to what I'm saying here you don't sell a mattress you sell a good night's sleep you know, people that sell mattresses don't keep coming to us saying, buy a mattress, buy a mattress, you need a mattress, here's a mattress. They convince us that we want to have a better night's sleep and the mattress is the solution to that problem. And that's a very famous thing that's talked about in marketing and it applies to our business because teachers don't want to just have something screamed at them all the time. Well, this is no prep, this is no prep, this is no prep. They want it to be, this is time saving, this is time saving, this is time saving because their problem is that they need to get their weekends back. Their problem is that their students aren't engaged. Whatever it is, we need to hit that nail on the head of their problem. Once you've asked that question and you've really delved in and you've elaborated on the problem, you've talked about those pain points, you've really fleshed out the details, feel free to make it personal. You know, maybe it's a story where you say, well, I was struggling with that. I had these kids that weren't engaged in my reading lessons. And you and you can definitely use personal experiences as a teacher in the classroom you can make it up or it can be real, but it should be something that's like, well, this is what it actually feels like as a real person. I kind of, I'm, I'm like you, you know what I mean? I don't want to say make it up. I don't mean literally just make it up. It's probably best if it's like a real experience, but I mean, you can elaborate a little bit, but think back to the times that you have struggled with this problem yourself or imagine that you were struggling with that problem. How can you really kind of make it clear to them? Once you have gone on and on about your problem, then you, you start switching things up a little bit and start talking about the solution to this problem. Once you know that they are nodding along and thinking, yes, I'm struggling with that, you now need to say, well, let's fix it. So you provide your product as the solution. And this is really great in blog posts. You know, you kind of wait till the end and then you say, well, if you have been struggling with this, I think you might like this product because it will help you fix the problem we've just been talking about for the last 500 or 1,000 words. So now you want to sort of provide your product as a solution. You make, you make it natural though. You don't say like link in bio to buy my product. You say, well, I was struggling with that too. And that's why I created these task cards because I really wanted my students to be engaged. And you can make it personal and you can say why you created the resource and, and say why your product fixes the problem. Why is it the solution? And this is where you can sort of, you know, elaborate a little bit on those features of why it's so great. But yeah, let's stop saying it has 10 pages and it's no prep and and start saying it's actually time saving and it's engaging and it's going to make your life easier. That's definitely the way to go. Big takeaway I really want you to have, I think, is the best way to not be salesy is to be personable. The best advice that I've ever received about email marketing was to really 
weave in some storytelling into my emails to not just be like, hey guys, here's another freebie or hey, you might like these math centers, but to start off with a story. And I think that's really powerful because it creates that personal connection. It builds that no like trust factor and it doesn't feel like a sale because it doesn't feel like you're just holding up a sign that says buy my product. You're telling a story about being a teacher and your struggles in the classroom. And then you're kind of naturally talking about problems and solutions and products. So that's the best way I feel. If you're writing an Instagram caption or a Facebook post caption and you don't just want to say here is my product, here's the link. How can you make this a personal story? How can it be like you're talking to someone and telling them about your problem that you had when you were teaching that concept? And just make it real, make it authentic, make it like you're talking to an actual person and not just typing something on your phone. I think that's the best way to look at it. The great thing about this is you can throw in your personality. You know, what are some of the colloquialisms and sort of words that you say? You might write things in a certain way. You're like, yep, I feel that too. Or y'all will struggle with this. Like it can be really kind of personal to you. It can have little personal references to things you talk about. People kind of will get to know you on places like Instagram and email and then they kind of when they read it they can sort of imagine you saying it it's great for it to be really personal and to the way that you actually speak a a good way to do this would actually be to record into your phone into like that kind of voice to text typing or a voice note don't type it actually speak it like how you talk is, is often different to how you type and and that makes it seem more real like a person is talking to you instead of just you know being sold to so That's another trick I'd say to consider. So basically in summary, the best way for you to really increase your sales, to make money in this business without feeling like a really salesy, horrible person is to address those problems and provide your product as a solution. So really hit pain points and really talk about a teacher's problem and not just talk about the features of your product, but talk about a problem that is being solved by your product. And then to, yeah, really have a personal feel to what you do, whether that's, you know, audio recording or just using certain colloquialisms and the way you say things, but stop typing things out like a sales pitch and just sharing links and start actually just imagining that you're chatting to a friend and giving a bit of an elevator pitch about your product. I mean, if you were talking to someone in real life, you wouldn't be salesy. You wouldn't just be like link in bio. You would be like, hey Janine like have you been struggling with math centers lately because I have like I've been finding my kids aren't that engaged yeah yeah me too yeah and so I started doing this this really helped me like that's the way you talk to a colleague so it's the way you should be talking to your buyers too giving them that advice and I think this kind of I'll just segue into saying that this kind of applies just in general to all of your marketing that salesy is often when you just kind of constantly talk about your products when you constantly just share pictures of your products all the time, right? Blog posts all about your products, always emailing about your products. Everything on Instagram is just about your products. And the best way to not feel salesy is to not be salesy, just to provide value some of the time. So if you share a post on Instagram that's got a tip or a hack, or you write really informative blog posts where you're not asking anything of anyone, and you send email blasts that have like helpful advice in them and stuff, when you do come around to talking about a product at some point, later on, the next day, the next post, the next email, or even within that email, it doesn't feel so horrible and cold and salesy because it doesn't just come out of the blue. It's not like I'm here to get your money. It's like, hey, I'm here with another tip, but you might like this, or 
I'm here with nothing for you today. I just want to give you some hacks and tips. I don't want to ask anything of you. But then when I come back tomorrow and mention my product, you probably won't be so horrified. So being salesy, I guess what I'm saying is it's easier to avoid if you're not trying to do it all the time. So these approaches that I've talked about today are great for that one-off post and stuff. But overall, you want a strategy that's really value-based so that when you do talk about products, it doesn't feel quite so salesy because you've got a balanced approach overall. I guess what I'm saying is when people are following you or subscribing to you, they are listening to what you say over a longer period of time. And if you're being salesy all the time, it doesn't matter how well you write your copy, you're just gonna always be that annoying salesy person. So I guess what I'm saying is provide value for most of the time. And then when you start your sales pitches, yeah, taking the tips that I've given today, and I think it will flow naturally. You know, 80-20 rule. 80% of the time you're providing value, 20% of the time you're being salesy. And then that can work overall, but even within the things you do, If you're writing a blog post or a caption or an email or a description or whatever, don't make it 100% salesy. Make it mostly value and then the sales is just a part of that thing. I guess a thing I want to leave you with is I want you to ask yourself, like, are you serving others or are you just serving yourself all the time? So try to approach everything you do in this business with providing value and serving people and connecting with people. And then every now and then you get to serve yourself and that will feel better, I promise, because it doesn't feel like it's just you wanting money from people all the time. I hope that you're feeling inspired by that. I hope this is making you feel motivated to be a bit more persuasive in your copy everywhere that you are marketing. And I hope it's given you some food for thought. I know personally that it's something I want to work on in my future captions and blogs and emails, but it's definitely something I desperately need to update in nearly all of my descriptions on TPT. So like I said, I hope this helps, but I appreciate that sometimes a quick podcast episode isn't always you know, the magical solution to your problem. It might be that you need a little bit more one-on-one support and that I understand, you know, Writing persuasive copy isn't something that comes naturally to us as teachers because we didn't go to business school. A lot of us aren't marketing experts. We are teachers. So this is a bit of a learning curve and and you're feeling like it's a struggle. That's normal. That's okay. I get it. But it might be good to do a bit of research, whether that's learning a bit about writing copy, taking a course, um, following, a, you know, someone's blog or listening to their podcast, um, looking up free things too, but just researching a bit about copy maybe that's something that you could work on as your next goal learning about it and making it part of your strategy Um, and I'm here to support you as well I I do actually offer one-on-one coaching as one of my services it's on my website I do these coaching audits for people and stuff and I love supporting people and giving them actual feedback on what they're doing so if that's something that might interest you I will throw a link in the show notes to my coaching I don't talk about it very often but it is definitely it can be a really helpful and powerful thing just to have someone like looking at what you're doing and giving you that one-on-one feedback for a change instead of just kind of hoping that you've done a good job of it and never really knowing I do a lot of audits and one of the main ones I do is TPT listings I also do an Instagram kind of social media one as well. But the main one I get asked a lot is, can you audit my listings? And I'll go on there and I'll look at their descriptions and their thumbnails and things. And I give a lot of feedback on what they can improve. So 
that might be something to consider. And I, yeah, I will pop the link in the show notes so you can check out my coaching. I try to keep it as affordable as I can. I know that it was something like I could never afford hundreds and hundreds of dollars for a one-off coaching call or anything like that when I was new. So I try to do these quite affordable little audits um, that you can sort of watch in your own time. But yeah, I hope that helps. And I hope that you have a terrific day. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Terrific Teacherpreneur. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Come back for more actionable tips and helpful wisdom in the next episode with your host, Alex. Until then.